Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve Olivas, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet on Twitter. And sitting opposite of me is the opposite of that, James <laughs> Breakwell, the exploding unicorn. How you doing tonight, James? Well, I think you characterized me accurately for once, so kudos for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is the show where you will see a debate, a heated debate every week, and we hash out topics that everybody has at least some connection to emotionally, if not cognitively, and this week will be no exception. But James, one of the things that we always do is the loser of the poll. You always run a poll on who won the debate, and the loser has to do a penalty video and I don't know if this is going to be my compliment to you or not, but I cannot help but be genuine when I say what you did for somebody my age. And if anybody, we've got a lot of subscribers who have not watched that darn thing yet and watched that thing several times. James did a clip out of The Breakfast Club. James is way too young to understand how much of a watershed movie that was for everybody <laughs> born <laughs> around my year. But he picked one of the most iconic scenes out of one of the most iconic movies of my era. And I got to tell you, man, that was absolutely <laughs> fan-freaking-tastic. that thing uh, was, was terrible. I mean, like, it was fun it was fun in bursts but like getting four kids to cooperate at the same time is impossible and the challenge with video like with pictures it's like if one kid wants to be awful that's fine we'll just cut you out of the shot with video it's so hard to not get one kid in the background screaming or crying or doing something else and my wife and i have fundamentally different ways of directing children like my wife is there you know, trying to teach them life lessons. Like, you need to cooperate because we're a team and we're doing this together. And I'm like, I will give you any bribe you want. You have all the leverage. Just cooperate for this eight-second clip and I'll cut everything else out. Oh, man, that cost me popcorn and a movie night and candy. Man, I was I was giving away everything for that, but it worked. Um, and, and I'm going to destroy your faith in me after you said all those nice things about how I understand how iconic this is to you. I have never seen that movie, but it pops up on all those lists of top funny dance scenes. I was like, all right, I guess we're doing this one. I watched that clip about a thousand times. I pieced it all together. Uh, so I now know a minute and a half of that movie very well and nothing about the rest of it. I <laughs> Did I, get, I am rendered speechless by first that admission. time ever. And that's the end of the podcast, folks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I could have possibly lost more respect for you, but we've gone into the red. <laughs> I had to even things out. You're a little bit too pleased with me for a second. Now the universe has been returned to its proper balance. Oh, please. You're Mr. Uh, I haven't seen all the Star Wars movies, so I don't want to hear it from you. You know what's funny? I literally today got my hands on The Last Jedi, and I'm debating when I'm going to watch it. I think it's when I'm going to be on the next airplane. I go all the way out to San Diego. I go to Palm Springs. So I'm going to watch it on a long flight, and it better not disappoint because I really like the last one. <laughs> Everything will disappoint you. This is uh, th That's just how life works. I enjoyed the movie. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things. I run Star Wars parody accounts. There's something to make fun of with every everything in Star Wars. So, um 
So as long as you're not a hardcore fanboy, which I know you're not, you barely know what Star Wars is, you'll you'll be fine. Oh, how dare... See, you were, your parents hadn't even met when I watched the first Star Wars. How dare <laughs> and then you? you fell off the wagon. We had a Star Wars Star Trek debate twice. We had to redo it. And you were clueless both <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, it was our only repeat. You learned you learn nothing from the movies. You learned nothing for our first time through the debate. We even switched sides so you could have used all my arguments back against me. And you didn't. That was. I, uh, I don't listen to what you say. Well, How is it going to soak in if it doesn't go through my wife, man. It's a good survival skill not to listen to me. I commend you for that. But uh, but you definitely uh. missed out on a cultural experience by not watching it more closely. But tonight we're not talking about Star Wars. We've got a whole different topic. We're going to talk about Easter, kind of. Right, sort of. So the debate topic tonight is what is the true animal symbol of Easter? Is it the bunny or is it the chick? You know, the baby chicken. Uh, that's that's what we're going to, yeah, I, I had to clarify. Chick can mean some other things. We mean the baby chicken, a literal chick. Um, <laughs> which, which one is it? I think, I think this is going to be a heated debate. Um, so should we flip the quarter or do I need to go ahead and pretend to give you a compliment as well? I'm glad that you were able to pick up what you put down there. Yes, I want the compliment. This is what I live for. It's these moments where you're struck with a lightning bolt of humility. All right. Well, I guess I will compliment you for having a, let's call it, eclectic taste in movies um, reflected by nobody else. You have the Steve Oliva's taste that nobody else can replicate because it's terrible. But it's yours, and you own that. You understand that. You only watch the, you watch select Star Wars movies, you watch select Star Trek movies, and then you watch anything made before 1987. Like, that's your line. And it's, <laughs> since then, all movies are just hit or miss for you. You just kind of turned off. You'd rather watch a repeat of something from three decades ago than something new. And that's okay. You're, you're okay that the world passed you by. You've got your old movies, you've got your sports numbers from players who are dead, and that's all it takes to make you happy. So good for you. <laughs> Wow, like with many of your compliments, I'm walking away scratching my head. <laughs> That's my only goal. If, if you ever know what I mean, then I'm done here. This is like getting uh, like a boiled shrimp on your salad, and you have to like search for the one shrimp that they have buried at the bottom. And it's not even a nice, fat, good tasting, <laughs> rich shrimp. It's kind of gnarled a little bit and dried out, and it looks like it has freezer burn. That's the compliment that you just paid me. <laughs> I uh, I went to New Orleans a few weeks back, and uh, we went to like the you know restaurant in New Orleans to eat shrimp at, and I ordered their big fancy shrimp dish, and it was like six shrimp. And that gets depressing when you look at how much the entree costs and you look at the shrimp and you do the per shrimp math. Like, never do the per yeah. shrimp math. That just makes you want to go home and eat eat ramen for the rest of your life. So I get where you're coming from with the shrimp. I don't get where you're coming from with the movies. That's okay. Let's, let's flip the Guam quarter of fate and figure out what we're arguing here. Wow. Way to circle back and hit that compliment one more time to further confuse and befuddle. All right, the Guam Quarter Fate is here, and I've got it with me in Journey 2 Studios again. I am back at home, and I'm wearing the Wrong and Wronger t-shirt, except my microphone is covering me up. All we can see is you on the Wrong and Wronger t-shirt. i got to fix that at some point. But I'm okay with this. That's what the people want. Let's be honest here. I mean, really, the people want neither of us, but if they have to pick one, they'll pick me. <laughs> 
You know, the funny thing is, when we first came up with this topic, it was going to be Peeps versus Chocolate Bunnies, and then Chocolate was going to beat Peeps, and I said Peeps and Jelly Beans, and you said, let's just do Chicks and Bunnies, and I thought you meant just Peeps, and I said, oh, the wrong and wrong <laughs> peep show. That's what we should do. <laughs> that pun was terrible in your text message, and it's terrible now, and I'm glad you got it on air. It's now it's now part of the record forever. We don't edit this show at all. There's no going back. It's just in there. Oh, James, it was not a pun. It was real. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what side shall the Guam quarter of fate represent? Okay, today? heads up, I'm arguing bunnies. Tails up, I am arguing chicks. All right, heads is bunny, tails, chicks. We got the quarter up and down, and it is heads. It is heads. You got bunnies. Thank God. This is, this is going to be the easiest argument I have ever won. If you pull a thousand <laughs> children and say, what is the bunny or what is the, what is the animal of Easter? I gave it away a little too early there. What is the animal of Easter? 999 of those kids are going to say the Easter bunny, and the other one is going to be Steve Olivas. I mean, that's everybody knows the bunny is the animal of Easter. It's the one that hides the eggs. It's the one on all the packaging. I mean, it's, it is the season. There is no, you know, there's no Easter chick hopping around hiding eggs. It's the bunny doing all the work. There are no, there are no chocolate, you know, chicks. There's chocolate bunnies. That's why it is the animal of Easter. And I don't know how you can even debate that. This shouldn't have even been in a debate topic. This is, this is one and done. All right. Uh, first of all, my dog is going nuts downstairs and my family is gone. So I don't have the door <laughs> shut to Journey 2 Studios. If this bleeds through, that would be uh, dog Steve downstairs. <laughs> but uh, your argument is your argument blows away anything that has to do with the spirit of Easter. I should say it blows off anything that has to do with the spirit of Easter. Because it does blow it away. It absolutely blows it away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to cut out the legs of my own argument here, but... Yeah, no, you just took a bingo blotter and wiped out everything that Easter is about. Because the chocolate bunny and the bunnies, they're like Santa Clauses to Christmas. It's the commercialization. It's big Easter. <laughs> and not only that, chocolate gives you acne, man. Uh. But the chick... The chicken, the the chick represents eggs, which represent life. And I'm going to call upon all of my Christian soldiers here to come behind me in a oh groundswell of support for the true meaning of Easter, because the chicken represents that true meaning, the egg, the the origin of life. And that be, <laughs> that I think is what Easter was about, if I remember right, are, which I are may we, not necessarily remember. Are we really going to go to the true meaning of Easter, the biggest Christian holiday of the year, and we're going to say it's the the chick. I mean, you can't. We're we're in the commercial realm here. The bunny and the chick are both commercial territory. But of those two commercial titans, the bunny reigns supreme, and it goes down to the gifts you give. Because sometimes people give pets for Easter. They started giving presents years ago. I'm not thrilled with that now that I'm a parent because my kids expect it and I have to disappoint them because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going that way. They've got enough, enough gift-giving holidays. But uh, when you get a pet for Easter, there's two kinds of pets you can get. You can get a, a cute little bunny rabbit or you can get a chick. And I mean, they have these around here. I don't know if they sell them down where you are, but up here at the tractor supply store and you know Big R and all those, they always have like a big feed bin full of cute little baby chicks. And people go and they buy these for their kids. And that is a horrible gift because those chicks grow up to be heinous chickens with their, they're big and they're ugly and they stink and they've got their raptor claws they walk around on and they poop everywhere. They literally cannot hold in their poop. 
And so this chick is like cute for a day and a half, and then boom, it's a huge chicken. And what are you going to do with it? You know, best case scenario, you put it in your yard, and your yard, your yard gets covered in poop, and then one day you eat the chicken. You know, worst case scenario, you just have to, you know, give it to somebody else. I mean, it's out of there right away. But that bunny, that bunny is a pet for years. They live like as long as cats. You get that bunny, and it is as cute on day day 10,000 as it is on day one. That bunny is a companion for its whole life, and it never gets ugly. And I think we could all use something that, that does not go into the ugly stage. I'm going to have to sit here staring at you every time. I mean, just <laughs> let me have this one thing of beauty. Stick with the bunny and not the chick. Why do you want to curse parents with a pet that will live as long as whatever it is that you said? Why do you want to kill a small animal in the first place? I, I remember one of my first Periscope videos was all about why you hate puppies. And now, as I understand it, you also hate chickies and you hate bunnies because you want to turn them loose on these three-year-old monsters who are going to do nothing but make their lives miserable. And then they turn around and make their parents' lives miserable when they have to take care of the darn thing. Furthermore, bunnies, if I can go back to 1987, James, just uh, buckle up with me all for right, a second. Call your movie references for me. <laughs> Ask them about the movie Fatal Attraction. Glenn right. Close and Michael Douglas, little bit of Ann Archer in there. Uh, 20-year-old Steve had quite a crush on her after that movie. But what did Glenn Close do? She boiled the bunny of Michael Douglas's little girl. And first of all, I can say that bunnies are essential in traumatizing children, children after that movie. <laughs> but <the> secondly... <laughs> <laughs> the children of the corn. Yes. <laughs> but too, for everybody my age, bunnies just, it tears the scab away from an old wound we have from watching that movie, especially dudes. And so we don't want bunnies. Chicks, if you want to go commercial, com <laughs> if you want to go, I, my education was really good. If you want to go commercial, chicks lay Cadbury eggs. And I know they say it's a bunny on the commercial on TV, but that's just irony that they're trying to sell Easter but truthfully everyone loves the Cadbury egg and if it weren't for chickens we wouldn't have eggs and we wouldn't have life and that's what Jesus spoke about was life on Easter <laughs> Leave Sunday. Jesus out of this we're already both going to hell. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna get up to St. Peter's Gate you know they're gonna he's gonna show us this podcast right now we're like oh man that was what did and it. He's, that's when we crossed the line. He's gonna look over the top of his glasses and be just shake his head that's all he's gonna do. Well the do. good news is he'll be up there about 50 years before I I am. So maybe you can put in a good <laughs> word for me. It's too late to save you. Just save me. Uh, but God stopped taking my calls in 83 because he got tired of me begging for a girlfriend all the time. <laughs> The uh, the chick is just an excuse. Like the bunny was the whole thing, but there was a plot hole. There's like, how does this bunny lay eggs? And like, all right, I guess we'll throw a chicken in there. Why not? There's a chicken in the background doing some of the legwork, and that was it. Then everybody went back to this cute little bunny hiding all of the eggs. People get attached to bunnies. They love bunnies. Bunnies are companions for life. So I'm gonna tell you some horrible farm stories here that show why you get attached oh, wow, to bunnies and not chicks. <laughs> I don't know why I started down this course. This is probably going to lose me all my votes. But let me tell you something. My parent, my mom, and well, my dad too. Oh. My mom grew up on a farm. And let me tell you about the animals you get attached to and the animals you don't get attached to. You get attached to bunnies. All right. So my aunt was so excited one time. My mom's one of nine kids. One of her older sisters, um, you know, found these bunnies. My, my grandma had brought them home and put them in this big bunny hutch. And there were a bunch of them. She was so excited. They had these cute, loving, adorable bunnies. <laughs> and then a few weeks later... They had rabbit soup. And let me tell you something. That event was so traumatizing that 40 years later, 
I have heard that story about how traumatic it was to lose these bunnies that were her beloved pets. You know how many traumatic stories I've heard about them eating chickens? None, because nobody cares. You lose a chicken, you eat a chicken, you pluck a chicken, who cares? They're dirty, angry monsters. In fact, the only chicken story my mom tells me is she used to have to go out and feed the chickens and uh, and sometimes get the eggs. And um, and there was this mean rooster that would chase her every day. And one day, she went out there with a tennis racket to defend herself, and it came at her and she swatted it. And then she ran away she thought she killed it. But you know what? That big, stupid rooster got back up because they are too dumb to kill. That's what chickens are. That's the legacy of the chick. You're just passing a monster and waiting to these children. Whereas when you give them a bunny, you give them a beloved pet for life. A pet so beloved that a scene, you know, killing it in fatal attraction is a defining moment from a movie. Because why would you ever kill something so wonderful and wholesome? I mean, you, you defeated your own argument with that scene. Uh, well, bunnies bite. Bunnies have claws. <laughs> oh, please. If, uh, boy. Do you know what a bunny is? No, you know what? Just please. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is your show. No, no, no. Describe to me bunny claws. I I can't wait to hear this. You've never had a rabbit's foot that you got on one of those little chains you put on your belt loop? I had a pet rabbit. I had a pet rabbit, and there was never a point where that rabbit scratched us. Although I only very uh, briefly you, had a pet rabbit. Your because parents probably sedated it so it didn't kill you in your sleep. Actually, you know what happened with our pet rabbit? So we got it because I was deathly allergic to cats and dogs at the time. My mom thought, oh, a rabbit will be wonderful. And we got it. And um, and it turns out that cat hair and rabbit hair are exactly the same. And my whole face swelled up. And I, I was sneezing all the time. And my, my, my mom was like, we have to give up the bunny. I was like, no, I'll just sneeze for the rest of my life. But we gave it up anyway. But again, that shows you how awesome rabbits are. I was willing to suffer forever to keep that thing. You know what I would have done to keep a chicken? Nothing. Literally knock nothing. I would have I would have opened the cage and shoot it away to get eaten by a hawk if we didn't eat it first. Chickens are gross <laughs> monsters. Nobody likes them. They're only good in nugget form. Um, they're not the animal of Easter. The bunny is the the animal of Easter. Well. Two things, and I will just give up all of my farmland stories because this is certainly a platform for you to tell stories of your youth. But <laughs> one, when we talk about peeps, if we want to just circle back to the wrong and wrong or peep show for a second, <laughs> the chick peeps are way better than the bunny peeps because they have a little body to them. They have some mass and you just sink your teeth into them and people like them better. And then secondly, the reason that people eat chickens is because chickens sustain life. Bunnies don't have enough meat on them to sustain life. And uh, chickens, they grow fast and you can eat them fast. And they, they're they in, instrumental. <laughs> I got a problem with all my multisyllabic words. They're instrumental in the food chain in America. You know, bun- That's all I'm going to say. Bunnies I, aren't sustaining our I, lives because they're too busy living. They are out there. They are life. They're not They're not fodder for somebody else higher up the food chain. And as for peeps, I. you know what? I'm nervous to place a bet on this because I already owe you a dollar. But I bet if you look at the net weight for the peeps that are bunnies and the peeps that are chicks, I bet you they are exactly the same. Some bean counter went out there and said, you need to make a mold that has to be an identical weight. And uh, the, the, all the weight from the body is just up in the ears. The chicks don't have any ears. The bunnies have ears. They're just a longer, more stretched out peep. But I think the net weight's the same. I think you're way off base on this one, uh, as opposed to all the other ones that you were also off base with. So I guess you're just the same as always. Now, just uh, connect these dots for me, James. How could I be off base and up a dollar? 
<laughs> okay, you were right one time ever because it turns <laughs> out I was betrayed by the U.S. standard <laughs> measurement system. Okay, <laughs> if, it, if we had the metric system, I sure I'm sure I never would have gotten that one wrong. Oh, wow. Not, well, I suppose yeah. the conversion ratios are all screwed yeah, up. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. All my all my Canadian listeners get me there, but yeah. So I, I you know, <laughs> I think I think the peeps are the same. I'm gonna stand by that, but without a dollar. I would. I would put your dollar back up on that bet. All right, Oh, what are we going to do? Are we going to go by a package, an identical, uh, two packages, peeps it's got and a- chicks, with an yes. identical number? I, I don't know for sure there is an identical number, but I think... Well, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think they're identical. Okay. Are they like packs of four or six unless, or something? Unless, um, you know, I've got these in the other room, but I, th- I, don't, I think they might all be the same thing. I think they might all be chicks. Um, so right. which are you saying weighs well, more? Which, 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 are you, which, which are you saying weighs more? Well, you said they would be identical, so I get over under for both. What? This is this is not a fair bet. I'm going to say they are cl- they are very close <laughs> to the same. Is that? Well, that's a millionth of a gram off for you to win. <laughs> that's, your, your betting <laughs> conditions are impossible here. It'd be exactly. You're the one that said the betting conditions. <laughs> they are. God, see now, why you get me this worked up? I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> well, you already had a stroke based on your words. Um, <laughs> let's let's say let's say they are approximately the same. Approximately the same. What the hell? Let's operationalize our terms here if we're going to do good research. <laughs> you English majors, all you worry about is the fluff. I want to know science. I, I don't know what the what the spread would be. I think they are they are roughly the same. And if you're not willing to take a bet on that, then I guess we don't have a bet because that's just fact, factually accurate. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like saying, yeah, Tom Brady, he's a little better than Peyton Manning. What? How are you going to measure that if that's all that you have to go well, by? Well, with that, you measure heart, and then Tom Brady is way, way worse than Peyton Manning because <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't have a heart, and everybody knows that. I don't think he has a circulatory system, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, and he doesn't have lungs either. They all got deflated, so you know how that goes. But the uh, the important <laughs> thing here is wow. that it's approximately the same. I'm not going to go down to like .001, but we're, we're getting hung up on the wrong thing here. Uh, besides me being right about them being approximately the same, I'm also right that bunnies are better than chicks and more in tune with Easter. No child has ever been excited about the coming of the Easter chick. Everybody's excited about the coming of the Easter bunny. When kids dress up All for Easter Easter egg hunts, they, they get the bunny ears. I've got like 15 pairs of bunny ears upstairs. I have oh, zero, so I. zero pairs of like chick head gear. What would that even look like? What would a kid wear? All right, listen, you got to roll your dice or do whatever you Dungeons and Dragons people do to close this thing up. You just you've just given up. I I've, I've got I I want everyone who has cognitive ability to understand that I am going to win this argument this week if for no other reason that you just mowered. You just welched on a bet. I didn't even we didn't even make it. How okay, give me the margin for error. What margin for error will you accept on that? And then you have to pick if you There's uh, all right, Mister. I played the tape back and know that you were number forty-four two years or two weeks ago. <laughs> Let's uh, play the tape back. See what you laid out there on the table. All right, right I, th- I said my bet is they're approximately the same, and you think the chicks weigh more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know I'll still take the chicks weigh more. All right, you t- you, you take and the chicks more weigh more means and- greater than the bunnies, and that is defined by any number that is bigger than the bunny number. Fine, fine. You get any number bigger than the bunny number, and I get the same and lower. Then I guess we'll I guess we'll go that route. Then 
Are you satisfied? Yes. Would you like Would you like to, to rant about anything else? I, are we, are we I feel like I just, I'm compromising away my soul here <laughs> just to somehow slant this for you to get your dollar. Yeah, back. yeah, your soul's only worth a dollar, it turns out, and I'm overpaying at that. <laughs> All right, I'm I doubled roll the my dice. value when you mailed me that thing. All, All right, right. Roll your dice, get You've the got numbers here. 83. I've got 67. And the random one, who we're both going to beat this week, has 100. It's a double can, zero. Can you get 100 I, I, on your I, dice? Well, it's, a, it's a double zero, and I guess you could call that zero, or you could call it 100. I'm choosing to call it 100, so, um, yeah. Two zeros. So you just arbitrarily put a one in front of it like that? That's actually how you make your bets, too, so well, that's, that's fine. Uh, you can't have a dice roll of zero. It's it's a D100 roll is one to 100. It's not zero to 99. Then it'd be a D-190. You know what? Why am I even talking about this? These dice mean nothing to you. Trust me. (laughs) I know how dice work. (laughs) (laughs) I got to read the instructions first. Otherwise, I'm confused. Yes. All right. We got to go. I'm not sure how this thing took a turn for the worse, but when it did, we didn't veer off the tracks. We made a hard right (laughs) and went off the cliff like Thelma and Louise. But... Let us know what you think. So go to Exploding Unicorn without the E on Twitter and Exploding Unicorn with the E on Facebook and cast your vote. Don't forget to vote 83, which I think was Benny Cunningham, although he might have been 89 on those 78-79 Steelers teams. We'll work the whole thing out. Breakwell has 67, and that's a number you can put right into your memory and then right out of your memory. (laughs) So until next week, this will be the post-Easter Who Won the Bet Week. You can't miss that one, so subscribe so you don't miss a thing. YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Attic. And uh, James, you got to tease it a little. What are we going to talk about? Wet my beak a little with some anticipation. We're going to talk about something that you're wrong about again. And also about how I'm going to spend my dollar this time. All right. Well, that will certainly be different. Until (laughs) then, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, two wrongs can make a right. Two weeks in a row, man. You're getting better. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.